Hey everyone, this is Ahi from Ahiverse and welcome to Warehouse of Dreams episode 29. I, it's been a long time since the last episode. I don't even remember what I talked about. I think the last episode was in July. And uh, every time, every time like a Tuesday comes along, I, I always think like, oh, I should record a podcast today or something along the lines and i never seem to get into it like when tuesday comes along and i'm like uh today doesn't feel like a a good day i'm not motivated enough or not even motivation it's like i don't have the energy to speak today so i i just postponed this episode for a long time and uh i went to like mumbai in september late september or something and I, w- I was thinking to record a podcast there but uh, i was not able to i was i was going out and recovering from going out it it's take it takes a lot of toll on my body when i have to travel especially in mumbai for some reason uh, one reason i could hypothesize hypothesize i don't know what is the word i think why i get so sick in mumbai is definitely uh, like pollution plays a big part in it that's what i realized and despite always wearing a mask it's still difficult and as i always say not recording the podcast has made me forget how to speak like a normal human being which is also why i wanted to get back into it because i i could feel myself losing all vocabulary and any semblance of and a sentence <laughs> like see like for example like now i i cannot i cannot speak like i how i used to and i don't talk to people most of the days i'm just silent and i only talk to myself and uh, and when i talk to myself i can see the degradation in my language which is like wow i need to get back into podcasting i was going to podcast in october and but you know what happened in october on october 7th it did not start in october 7th by the way and that's what pisses me off the most but the whole coverage for israel palestine it's not a conflict it's a ethnic cleansing that is happening a genocide is happening right now done by the apartheid state of israel and we should do in all our power in everything in our power to have a ceasefire as soon as possible and it's been so many days it's been so many weeks since all the people have been calling for a ceasefire it baffles me how the world leaders are just so apathetic and absolutely going backwards to what the common senses is so i was like having like a thought uh, in october when uh, should i not in october actually wasn't october late october early november kind of time I was thinking to get back into podcasting but i was like is it morally right for me to you know engage in my work and stuff like that but then i remember then i realized like when i thought more about it i realized that uh, why should i not talk about this thing you know this is a very urgent issue that is happening and 
all our attention needs to be there and there are like two other genocide and wars happening in along along with like not along with but at the same time like they should happen in Congo and the Sudan there those are also important issues that we need to pay attention to like so many people are gathering on the street to protest the genocide that is happening so many people went on to the streets demanding a ceasefire but all the fucking leaders the world leaders of the leaders of the fucking countries are like oh no oh, they they can't even say the word gen uh, ceasefire without having like a uh, uh, being glitched out and instantly rectifying the words like you must have seen the Justin Trudeau clip where he he was almost like we need we need a ceasefire he was almost cease and then he corrected himself and said humanitarian pause and what what the fuck is a humanitarian pause and how how in the right word can we like call it humanitarian pause of 4 hours that's what i think no i don't i'm not currently like in tune with the news right now the last time i saw it was like israel was saying like we will give a 4 hours of humanitarian pause what's humanitarian about like 4 hours of break in the 20 hour airstrike bomb is bombing is happening what the fuck is humanitarian about that pause like 4 hours is nothing when you're bombing them for like 20 hours straight and you're giving a pause for 4 hours it doesn't make any sense does it make any sense to any of the people i don't understand this is this baffles me even now like i have said this like in this same episode like so many times like how the leaders are like opposite of the people's demand and which is very telling like what type of leadership we all are going under and it's it's very high time that we need a systemic change to all of it it's very very much like uh i don't know the word or the phrase for this thing it's like a burning issue or like it's i don't it's at the tip of my tongue i can't, i can't picture that phrase but i can't say that phrase it's what i i'll say like what i'm really mean is that it is a very pressing issue it is very important and through this i hope people can open their eyes and see how fucked up the leaders are they don't care about people at all no matter who you are and it's time that we should change some bring about changes where our our voices are heard and talking about voices being heard is like we all feel helpless in this situation when a group of people are going through a genocide going through a genocide like a fucking apartheid state is committing a genocide right now in front of our eyes and there is there seems like no consequences to that apartheid state because it is backed by one of like superpowers that that are like for example like america and uh, let's it's easy it's you can say it's easy and all but like 
it is easier for like america to be like oh we 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 need a ceasefire right now and demand a ceasefire and israel will compile comply to it comply comply is the right word yeah oblige i guess israel will listen to what america says which is so fucking annoying because america is like oh we should not demand a ceasefire right now humanitarian pause even just talking about humanitarian pause is like big of an ask for them which is so annoying because the people recognize how fucked up the situation is and there's it feels so helpless it feels like we cannot do anything and no matter how many times we are protesting how many times people are going on the road on the streets and you know doing everything they can nothing is changing the needle and it just makes the situation more and more depressing and you at, at some point many of the people be like oh, I, i it is affecting them too much and 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 the talk of self care is also like a colonizer idea like if you're thinking about your individual self and you're you're basically getting uh conceding to the oppressor party if you are like oh i need to take a break from this and all i understand like individually speaking mental health does come first and all at the same time we should be we should remember that we should always show up for the people who are being brutalized by an oppressive force i think that's something the new generation is learning now because of this con- uh, not conflict because of this uh, genocide that is happening uh i i saw like a staggering amount of like gen z people and have also gen z are very pro palestine which is duh <laughs> obviously you you should be pro palestinian demand a ceasefire and just me saying this would ruffle so many feathers of so many people because it's like oh it's one or the other kind of situation and people say it's such a complicated situation it's too much complicated there is history and uh, yeah go learn the history and you will see it's not complicated at all this is like textbook case of settler colonial colonization do not come for my pronunciation by the way because come on please i can't be perfect in everything god made me and decided like i can't be perfect in when i'm speaking so that's my uh, drawback <laughs> so settler colonist colon, colonization settler colonialism this is, is israel is a textbook case of that and no matter and there's so many justification for israel like oh this happened so now people are justifying genocide because of uh, the hamas attacks on october 7 and there are news that came out like idf also had a hand in the number of victims that came from uh, that day which is baffling to me but i'm surprised but at the same time i'm shocked but i'm not surprised kind of situation is like idf has been lying since so many years but still people are like oh but hamas 
but Hamas every time anything how we say pro-Palestine it, it always likes but Hamas and even before Hamas was even created Israel has been doing so much shit whatever that I, it, it is so annoying to keep on like defend keep on like talking about this issue to people who are not at all open about uh, opening their mind to learn the facts and stuff I went into this like two three years back when I think in 2021 there was uh, an issue that started about Israel Palestine I don't remember exactly which area I think it was the West Bank was it the West Bank or Gaza and then Hamas attacked it at, at that time when I when my eyes opened to politics I was uh, I grew up as a Christian and obviously like when uh, we have a soft spot for like I'm not talking about American Christian. I'm I'm from India and our I'm an Orthodox Christian and we have like a growing up I was like Israel was the norm, right? Israel was a thing in the Bible and what not. So and I wasn't of the opinion like oh I was actually like kind of like under like think under the thought that Israel was a thing, right? But then I learned the history that I went to the fucking uh, different sources and I learned the history and I was like holy shit there was so much pro-Israel propaganda not even like pro-Jewish I'm talking like Israel state the apartheid state pro-Israel apartheid state there was so many so much like propaganda about that and it's so ingrained the worldview is like so ingrained into thinking that Israel is a thing was a thing before which shocked me because uh, learning that it was not the case and it was like mindset shattering like so what I knew was completely bullshit was the thought process so it's not impossible for people to uh, break up break apart break apart break out from their you know worldview it's not impossible change is possible and like if we all live under such like post-colonial not post-colonial we still like many places are still under colonial rule which is what when we are when i was learning in uh, school in ninth standard uh what history and stuff ninth seventh eighth ninth tenth standard whatever i was learning about colonization and how british colonized india and what not so many countries European countries where I went around the world colonizing the land and stuff and it was so to be honest it was kind of whitewashed because it's made it seem like the colonization was a what do you call it a, a victorious thing a virtuous thing like uh, which is which is so fucked up and it's and it was not deep you know the history was not deep we, we did not learn I mean that's probably like my issue maybe but so many atrocities that the colonizers did were brushed over that's what I'm saying it was not like the depth of how terrifying the situation was for the indigenous people and all that stuff was very brushed over and I don't think I 
uh, we learn about such things that deeply so we are learning things already under like a colonizer viewpoint from a colonizer viewpoint which is fucked up and that's like the what do you call it the status quo right and we live in a patriarchal society and the other is capitalist society so this is like the status quo so obviously when you're born into a a system where the status quo is patriarchal and capitalistic and uh, uh, what do you call colonizing what you, colonization or patriarchal colonizer mentality hegemonic mentality and imperialist mentality that will be your starting position that is obviously like you're born into that thing like i was born into a christian system it's not system like a belief so my worldview was when i was growing up was formed based on what i was learning from being a, like a christian family and whatever and it takes a learning a lot of things and learning so many new things to break out of that mold and it is important to break out of that mold if you if we want progress and that's one thing that 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 baffles me about some of the people on the right wing side as like they're against progress but at the same time they're not against corporations which is baffling to me they they're against government i mean as we need to be skeptical of people who are in power most of the time many times at least now many of many most of the people <laughs> in power are like corrupted and uh, their interests have nothing to do with what the people want so we need to be skeptical and we need to uh question them when things do not match up so that scrutiny is important towards the people in power but when you're anti progress you're kind of like wanting to keep the status quo as it is and if you're keeping the status quo as it as it is there will be no progress for the progress to happen you need to destroy the status quo the status quo is responsible for this is this is one of the points that we can talk about like how when we're talking about one state solution to the israel palestine thing uh i won't i won't say conflict it's not a war between two nations or something it's like a one nation is destroying a group of uh, like palestinians basically so people will like like one state solution will have so much uh, violence against the uh, israelis and all and i don't know frankly i cannot talk on that because that's in future but how how can you say that when we are seeing so much violence that is happening right now in maintaining the apartheid state that's something people don't people who are like pro israel gloss over they and many times on twitter or on instagram or social media site uh the pro israel is pro israel like it feels like they are bots they have 
keep their they refuse to uh, comment like such horrific things under uh, pro palestine videos or uh, posts and uh, such horrific things and when people uh, like to correct them there's no like middle ground forget, forget about middle ground they they are not even open to listen to what the other people are trying to say they have formed this world view viewpoint and they're like stubborn on it many times i i genuinely feel like some of them are like state stenographers for like israel they're doing bjp id cell shit like that's insane so it feels like it is to be honest there's no point in arguing uh, pro israeli i pro idf uh commentators there's no point in arguing them because they are not going to listen to you they are just rage baiting at this point they just want to be uh argumentative and just come out of like oh i uh what do you call it uh, like the reddit thing like i am superior kind of thing and the other thing that pisses me off is like uh people say the most horrific shit while having a nice tone while being super polite and when that happens people be like oh he's saying sense like i don't understand like for jordan peterson for example he says the most absurd shit whenever he opens his mouth but because of how he says it is like polite it's um, to be honest nowadays he's just whiny he's very whiny but before it was like uh, he has the tone of like he's is like an intellectual speaking but if you because of his tone many people they just don't listen to his words but if you clearly listen to his word he doesn't make any sense and it's not then when if you say that he doesn't make any sense his fans will be like oh it's because you don't understand thing no bro you no that's not because you don't understand he's not making sense because he's not speaking sense which is one aspect like uh, when you realize that uh, whenever a marginalized uh, a person from the marginalized community has to speak up about their uh, oppression they're facing they have to be very cordial they have to be very polite very nice and uh, in uh, delivering their message their opinions and their wishes and uh, what they want and if if they show us even a tint of anger or actual emotions they will be labeled as like oh they are super emotional or they are super uh, like reactive or uh, and they just completely and the other side will be like completely neg- uh, negate their viewpoints and their entire existence even because of a bit of human emotion in this show so this is such a double standard and this is why i fucking hate liberalism because liberalism is so much about optics and so much about the aesthetics of things and dude if your family is being destroyed if your friend's family is being destroyed everywhere you go your cities your houses are being destroyed how can you stay calm and be like please stop the genocide it be please give a ceasefire now how can i stay calm you feel anger you feel sadness you feel all sorts of fucking emotions when so a fucking army one of the biggest armies in the world most powerful armies in the world is destroying your houses is destroying a community destroying so many families around you you can it it is so so fucking so 
horrible to expect the people from the marginalized communities from palestinians to expect them to be cordial when you are having a conversation about whether they have the right to exist or not it is so annoying how the media is like oh if you speak in anger then you're invalidated completely when anger is valid anger towards your person is valid and on towards that note on adding to that anger and like violence against the oppressor is a right it is a right given by i think in, in what you call it in uh, human rights my nose is blocked man the united nations there's human rights uh, uh, wing right and they have said that when you're in a colonized when in the colonizer under colonization or um, when you're oppressed it is your right to fight back it is your right to fight back by all means necessary whether it's non-violent or violent and all and it is important i used to believe like all violence is bad and gr- growing up because that's that's a normal position right violence is bad and all but even in like talking about my country's history like india when we were under like british rule it's not the non it's not just the non violent movement that gave us the freedom there were so many violent resistance that was happening that led to the freedom but obviously britishers be like no we we gave freedom because uh, of the violent non violent protest like sure you cannot go and beg your oppressor or your it's so fucking i i don't even want to say this but like you cannot go and break beg if someone is kidnapped you and you cannot just go and beg your kidnapper be like please leave me alone uh let us go and some he he will that person will the kidnapper will be like more harmful towards you if you do that that's what happened in many times when so many palestinians were non-violently uh just normally like talk on the streets protesting like please for their rights they were protesting and many times the idf was like open firing on these palestinians there were kids there were women children men everyone they were non-violent in west bank and many places that's that's how violent the idf is but people seem to forget that they they completely uh, be like oh that is normalized the violence by the oppressors that is normalized that is not violence that is what normal is like are you are you guys listening to yourself when you say this obviously they won't say the violence by the oppressors are normalized but they talk as if that is the norm and it is frustrating and it is annoying and no matter it make it you know the whole people in power they want you to feel helpless because if you're help if you feel helpless if you feel like there is no hope then you won't fight back and the status quo will remain and the people in power will be in power and they'll be happy and uh, they don't have to worry about anything uh, but obviously 
we as human beings we as people have so much power in us that we are constantly made to forget the power we are made to keep on working under super like long hours uh, that makes us unable that makes us unable to you know connect to our peers or connect to other human beings so we are isolated we are alienated that's uh, not uh, what do you call it that is not a bug in capitalism that is a feature in capitalism alienation under capitalism which is a very real thing which is one of the reasons why we are so lonely day by day because people are working they don't have time there's no third places anymore we don't have a sense of community and that that makes it more lonely and when we are more lonely we feel helpless we feel hopeless and that is the power of the people in power like that is what they want the status quo wants us to feel like we have nothing in our hands we have no uh power and but we have the power that's something we need to keep reminding ourselves that we as collectives have so much power and that that's exactly why they try everything they can to make us feel helpless so never concede on that if you even if you feel you're helpless you're powerless you're hopeless uh, there are millions of other people who feel the same way connect with them don't i mean it's impossible to connect with every single million people but connect with as many people you can form communities be a part of communities and then fight against this fucking system and hopefully we can have a ceasefire never at this point very important is the ceasefire do whatever we can to demand for a ceasefire as much as we can and hope we can get the ceasefire as soon as possible but we will not rest till palestine will be free and all the people in that region will live like a normal citizen of their country with their own voter rights and every right they have so yeah that's all i that's all for this week i guess it's already over 30 minutes so don't forget to drink water eat food it, this is all feels like a privilege at this this is all a privilege to be able to eat food to be able to drink water to have water to drink to have food because so many millions of people in gaza they don't have water they don't have food the medical aid is difficult so many of the people like we see the number of dead people and uh, see the number of injuries injured people we fail to uh, quantify and the actual experiences like the injuries like many of them lost their limbs and the surgeries that happened were many of them happened without anesthesia they are so much in pain and we should not forget that so we should do everything in our power to bring us about a ceasefire uh, there are so many resources on the social media 
or you can find to how to, to bring about that contact your uh, you know MPs and uh, ministers and stuff uh, demand a ceasefire from them so it reaches the upper echelons hopefully this ends quickly uh, so that's all for this week and uh, hope you guys can drink water eat food sleep well and uh, take care everyone thank you for your existence your amazing being you're always welcome to the wearers of dreams bye guys <laughs>